0: Testing, one, two, three. All right, here we go. Hi, welcome to the Quizlet Podcast. My name is Josh Tan and I'm your host. I'm a digital marketing strategist for a large performance marketing agency. And I decided to come on air to talk about the latest changes in digital marketing and provide an outlet for professionals to evolve their strategy. I started my career in paid search but expanded my expertise to other digital media channels. In my current role, I examine industry changes to ensure we continue to develop the right innovation in delivering for our clients. I hope you enjoyed the discussion here. Remember to hit the follow button. And for more information, visit my site, QuizzitMedia.com. I wanted to start this first episode with a platform that I've worked with the most. I'm sure you can guess it, Google. Chances are that anyone who works in digital marketing has logged into Google Ads, formerly known as Google AdWords, before it's rebranding in the summer of 2018. I remember when it first came out that Google said it's because they are now more than words. And the team was basically, of course you're more than words. You have YouTube and you want to make that more profitable. Google didn't release YouTube revenue numbers until recently. So we need to do a little financial archeology span here. YouTube users in 2018 was about 1.8 billion. Facebook, as a comparison, had $1.47 billion. It looks like Facebook's market cap was $374 billion that year versus Google's 7.24. billion. Of course, each of them had more than just one platform, so this is by no means sound financial analysis. I'm just trying to illustrate why it was laughable at the time for Google to say, yeah, we're dropping words. When Google finally released YouTube revenue data, they disclosed that YouTube accounted for 10% of the company's total revenue. This is two years later than the period in question, which really means that the vast, vast majority of Google ads, 90%, in fact, is still worse. So just by comparison, Facebook was a much more profitable platform with similar daily average users. All said, as a PPC professional in those days, we just dismissed this this rebrand to Google needs an ROI on YouTube. Now that I think about it, others may have been thinking that Google was going to make a play for the display space because it released smart display a year prior. Those people would have been laughable at the time too, but they were more on the right track. The remainder of people are visionaries who instead focused on the word smart. I admit I was not one of these people, something I am looking to write every day now. For those who are not a digital marketer, I should probably not even say this part. There's maybe one person who is listening to this and might have already changed frequencies, but the mark of a good paid search professional up until maybe two years ago now was that you can beat Google at its attempt to automate agencies were hired on their ability to devise strategies to outsmart Google and getting them to pay higher CPCs. This is why it was so hard to see what Google was really doing in the background. This is not about YouTube, display, or automation alone. This is really about the convergence of Google properties. Google is now packaging its various ad placements into automated campaigns that serve ads to any user. My take is that Google is creating campaigns that essentially follow people around until they make a conversion. What this means for advertisers is that you don't get to control how much you pay Google because you just don't have that ability. Either you run on these campaigns or your ads don't serve at all. Now, I'm not making Google to be the bad guy here. In fact, I think it's quite brilliant what they are doing. I've certainly seen significant improvements in conversion volume using products like smart shopping discovery ads. I also think that they're actually quite behind other platforms. Facebook has basically packaged Facebook and Instagram as a default. You can certainly opt out of one, but in most, if not all instances, that doesn't really deliver there is an argument to make that Google is taking a page from Facebook's playbook, which I should really get into the habit of calling meta. Smart shopping, discovery ads, and now performance max are essentially campaigns that can serve on all of Google's properties. They run on automated bid strategies with maybe a CPA or ROAS goal and the budget they are given. Other than that, Google essentially decides everything else. Bids, time of day, frequency, and really everything else. Oh, of course, you also do get to tell it which tag to use, which is important to retain a little bit of control, but tagging has been all over the place for a lot of websites that it's often looked over. Smart shopping was this product that people didn't really know what to do with when it first came out. The idea of serving product ads on display, YouTube, and Gmail was in itself so foreign because the performance of each of those tactics against purchase behavior was so poor. The data that advertisers were seeing was that people just do not buy when they see an ad while scrolling different sites, apps, watching videos, or reading their emails. Top it off with the inability to layer in audience targeting and the lack of reporting or ability to exclude placements just made it so hard for advertisers to figure out what to do with this type of product. I've run this on many advertisers and I found a place for it in my shopping strategy. I'll make sure to release a blog on this soon. I really like it for a specific purpose where I use it. It's a good, quick way to ensure that you reach your efficiency goals, but there's more to do in order to drive volume. Discovery ads is generally one of my favorite ad types. I am surprised to this day how well it performs considering the quote unquote meat of this campaign is the Google app, not mobile Chrome, but the Google app itself. I'm sure many Android users are power users of this app, but I deleted my Google app because I didn't really understand when I would use it. It was fun to use voice search when it first came out circa 2012, maybe, but that didn't last long at all for me. I've seen nothing but success in using discovery ads, which is essentially ads on Google's Discover feed, which you can see in the app. I remember that Google app was so bare, it was as bare as Google.com when I was using it and having deleted for seven years. It does make sense that I'm in this constant state of amazement. However, my bewilderment doesn't end from an end user standpoint, but also from a professional one. Discovery ads is such a good campaign type for awareness as well as conversion. I really don't quite know where to categorize this as an ad format alone because it can do so much. What it means to each brand is, of course, easier to understand, but for me to label it as a default awareness or conversion tactic, I just can't do that yet. It's kind of this all-in-one because it also serves on YouTube's feed and Gmail. When this first came out, Google was marketing it as its response to social media. This was absolutely another, Google, what are you up to a moment? But has really become a good example of how Google is bundling uh, all of its products and automating its bid management. Today, Performance Max is all the way. It started as this full campaign where Google will serve an ad on any property to its fullest extent. Up until this campaign, all other bundles only had a little of each. Performance Max I believe is able to serve on any placement within any property of Google's total inventory. It's quite poetic that all of Google's push with responsive creatives was meant for it to be able to basically merge all it has to offer into one campaign. I guess, I don't know if poetic is the right word, but the ingenuity in all of this is really admirable. Now you can give Google a few text ads, a few creatives, and it will serve your ad anywhere in its ecosystem. I'm pretty sure I'll appreciate all the performance it will drive for any brand, especially now that Smart Shopping is going to migrate to Performance Max, I believe in Q3 of 2022. But being a digital marketing strategist, what I am trying to reconcile now is how this will impact the future of my strategy. Performance Max being the culmination of a lot of what it was doing over the last few years, To me, it's a pivotal moment where we all need to think about where paid search and the rest of Google is heading. It's not about the different levers you can pull within Google, but about how you position Google within your entire media plan. Google used to be focused on the bottom of the funnel, and with Performance Max, it's telling you that they can be anywhere in the funnel. This sounds cool for them to say, but, not all brands need to focus on the whole funnel all at the same time. There's no immediate threat to being able to create tactic specific campaigns, text, PLA, discovery ads, YouTube, and so on. But if we zoom out and look at the digital marketing landscape as a whole, we really need to think about what the point of all of this is. Paid search has historically been measured by cost per lead slash acquisition or return on ad spend. The former is measuring how efficiently you can acquire a user who will eventually be a customer. And the latter measures how much revenue you are bringing in for every and dollar spent. I'd argue that brands are quickly realizing, but maybe not articulating, that the goal of their campaigns is really customer acquisition. So not just the lead, not just acquiring an indicative customer, but acquiring an actual customer. And of course, this is what it was always meant to be But somewhere along the way, we've kind of focused on very specific efficiency metrics. And I think a lot of people in the industry need a reminder as far as what all of digital marketing really is for a brand, but all in all, Paid search and the rest of digital marketing is really about acquiring an actual customer, someone who will pay for product purchased or services rendered, not someone who is still thinking about. Optimizing toward CPL, CPA doesn't really report on the full picture unless you implement some sort of closed-loop reporting. Even then, Google is saying that that is an antiquated way of measurement and that you need to pass back the value and optimize toward customer value to the brand. I agree. Some of you might be thinking, well, this is return on ad spend. Not exactly. Return on ad spend is simple math by dividing gross revenue generated by gross ad spend. Gross ad spend means that it doesn't take tech fees, agency fees, or marketing department costs into account. Gross revenue generated means it doesn't account for cost of goods sold, handling fees, and so on. Value-based bidding is Google's latest push in automation, and it's designed to take more of these variables into account. There's no mandated variables here, so you can really weigh attributes by what makes sense for each individual brand. But the idea is configuring that revenue number reported to take more of these costs into account and really track the profit you can make from a customer acquired. Where this differs is in who you are prioritizing with your budget. Say you're down to your last $20 and you need to choose between one of two customers to serve that last ad. Your product is, I don't know, a pair. You have two items that are similar in price but different in cost to you. Optimizing toward ROAS would just select whichever item has a lower CPC. Now optimizing to value, value being measured by margin, would select the item that has a lower cost and therefore higher margin. Through value-based automated bidding, Google is saying that it can determine that for you. And not only can it determine that, it can also take into account which user will likely purchase again and again and again. So bring this full circle, Performance Max is Google taking all of its might, connecting all of its data signals and saying that we will do all this, but not just on text search. We will do it across all our properties and deliver you valuable customers. My opinion here is that Google is seeing the proliferation of marketplaces and that there is now a channel that is the absolute bottom of the funnel. Amazon, Walmart, and others can even tap into CPG brands, but not only CPG brands, fmcg things like toiletries, groceries, and items that just wouldn't make sense to go DTC. Not to mention, all these customers form the first-party data of the Amazons and WalMarts, and they have first-hand knowledge of purchase patterns, preferences, and other behaviors. DTC brands are seeing quite the success on social media with large followings on Facebook, challenges on TikTok, and experiences on Snapchat. It is looking like Google is really trying to position itself as an ecosystem where people discover and purchase, which is really just an add-on to what it already is. Whether or not this is what is running through Google's mind What is clear is that performance max should really be used and evaluated from a customer acquisition standpoint. Can it deliver customers who I would not have otherwise gotten by using one tactic alone? And are these customers valuable to my business? I cannot decide how much I'm spending on individual tactics within this campaign type. So the value I am getting needs to outweigh the inability to control the different levels. Thanks for listening. I'd love to know your thoughts and feedback. Looking forward to connecting. Feel free to reach out on Twitter handle at Quizit Media.